Hello, everybody. This is Joshua Hatton with One Nation Under Whiskey Podcast. I'm joined today and as always by my friend and business partner, Mr. Jason Johnston Yellen. How are you, Jason? I'm good. Thank you, Joshua. How are you today? I, you know what? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Is there a reason for this? Well, I'm excited about today. Well, I'm always excited about our episodes because <laughs> they're fun recording. Um, Did you see that cliff coming at you at 100 miles an hour and decided that you would pull out of that real fast and see if you could save it? Well, I can't. There's about a thousand lemmings behind me. If I just stop, they'll <laughs> crash me in. <laughs> I used to love that game. That was a fun game. I don't know that in game. In the 90s? On the Sega? I didn't oh, have Le- Sega. Oh, Lemmings on the Sega was brilliant. Oh. I would play that all night with my uh, flatmates slash roommates. And then without sleeping, we'd go to class and do very poorly. And, uh, and then we'd go, pff, as soon as class got done, back on the bus, back to the flat, back right. on Lemmings. I was cracking game. Wow. Yeah. I don't know it. In the 90s, I was playing Resident Evil and yeah, no. other not, not my things. style. No, huh? On PlayStation, were you playing that? It would have been PlayStation 1, I think. Yeah, I remember having Resident Evil, but no, this this even predated PlayStation. All right. Yeah, Sega Master System. Or Astro Sega Commodore. Genesis. Genesis, Sega as Genesis. you called it in America. Wow. wow. Yeah. So all those people tuning in for whiskey are thoroughly enjoying our <laughs> video game geekery here. <laughs> yeah, we did have a Commodore 64, actually, my brother and yeah. I. Did you have I Wizard's Crown? I loved that game. Now, he always wanted a wizard's sleeve, but <laughs> never, ever, ever had wizard's crown. Everybody listening to this, quickly Google wizard's sleeve. Amy John, safe search, off. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I've never done that search myself, so I really don't know what's waiting out there. So, so anyway, you were saying you're, yeah. you're excited about this episode, unlike any other episode, because... Well, because instead of talking about whiskey, and, and, and granted, every everything we do sort of oozes whiskey, um, we're catching up this week with uh, the two swimmers, Chad and Justin, from the Explorers Club. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I definitely, you know, it's like we say, I, I wouldn't say whiskey is oozing out of this episode, but if we're talking about an expedition to swim around Isla, it is the whiskey island. You know, exactly. there's gonna, there's plenty of conversation about distilleries, about love of distilleries, um, about a very special whiskey being collected. Yes. How's my hinting? How's my hinting? Yes. Was that okay? You know, that, that wasn't bad. Well <laughs> wasn't done, you. Bad. Well Thank done. You. <laughs> I've been practicing. That's the, that's the thing I do when we're not recording our podcast. I practice my hinting. Um, right. my, my kids are going to kill me. All they want is a straight answer out their dad. And all I do is hint. Right? Can we go play at our friends? Well, later on, there's going to be a thing that we're going to do that you might enjoy. Dad, can I play at my friend's house? Just oh, be patient. Oh, and then they slam the door, storm away from oh, the house. Oh, man. Uh, your kids will never forget that. Never. <laughs> making memories, making memories. But look, but wait till I see them this afternoon. I'll be able to tell them. Dad did a lovely job of hinting on the podcast. They'll be so proud. <laughs> yeah, be so proud. 
That's the exact response I expect from him. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're drinking something. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave you with some dead air there, but I decided to take a little sip of what I had in front of me. Um, yeah, we, we, we dropped this in at different points in the podcast. Um, but a uh, couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago now, when I was in L.A. at the Malt Nuts Tasting, there was a, a rather fantastic Laphroaig Vertical. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, what's currently my glass, was actually one of my favorites of the night. And uh, I was able to bring away the remains of the bottle and able to share it with you, Joshua, because yeah. I thought, I like this a lot. And it's very funky. It's very weird. It's very interesting. And I thought you would uh, you would find all of those things um, to be enjoyable. Well, there's a couple of things that I like about it. So first off, it's it's a Laphroaig independently bottled by Acorns, which is a Japanese independent bottler. And I've seen their bottlings around, mm-hmm. but I've never had anything that they've bottled. So this is the first time I ever get to experience what their palate is. Yeah, this this was their Brut de Foot Laphroaig, 62.7% alcohol, uh, matured for six years. Brut de Foot uh, sounds like it's kick-ass whiskey. Oh, see that? See that? Well, that's, that was well done. That was that was okay. That was it's you did boring. not put you did not put your brute de foot in it. Oh, oh, that was that was very poor. I thought yours was better than mine. Oh, look at us! Each one <laughs> thinking the other's better. Uh, anyway, so anyway. it's got it's got big wine presence. Yep, uh, it's got a certain funkiness to it, kind of a, a deep funky fruitiness mm-hmm. to it. And the Laphroaig, I think, is is nicely framed by that deep, funky fruitiness. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know if I'd ever want to bottle it. Not that it's a, oh, really. Not that it's a bad whiskey. Really? It's not a bad whiskey, but you know, part of part of the reason I select a cask, and we've talked about this. People have asked about this. Is I want to bottle something that I'm that I would want to drink at any given time that I would want to reach for. And I just don't think I'd want to reach for this at any given time. It's definitely interesting and it's it's doing a lot of fun things, but it's not something that I would, you know, readily go for. Let me reiterate. Okay. 15 Lefroig's poured, 1-5 Lefroig's poured. 1-5. This was my top three. I would reach for this over and over and over again. Are you saying that I need to fire you from our company? <laughs> or oh. am I saying we need to fire you from our company? Oh. First, we were saying nice things. No, <laughs> it's, it turns real fast, doesn't it? <laughs> it turns fast. So Anyway, so, so I wanted to send this over to you. No, and we've you. both got it in our glasses today because Lefroig... Uh, gets mentioned a few times in mm-hmm. in the episode, mm-hmm. and I know that in heading over uh, to do our expedition and accompanying tour, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very excited as always to get back to Lefroig. Yeah, uh, a lot of very special places on the island. Well, Lefroig is uh, Lefroig. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! Uh, I heard they're next I, to Ardberg. I know. Do you, do you know what? Yeah. Before we started the podcast, I thought about pouring the Murray McDavid. Leapfrog. Leapfrog. Oh, right. And I think I had that in the back of my brain uh, at this moment. So. I think that you're just covering up for a uh, verbal mistake. But let's just keep the nice things going, Joshua. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just go down that road. So, Jason, you and I, 
in exactly one week and one day. Exactly. Exactly. Eight, in exactly eight days. <laughs> Regular listeners can laugh along with us. <laughs> in exactly one week and one day, you and I will be landing in Scotland. It is true. It, is it cannot be denied. No. We're taking a rather circuitous route to get there. Well, at least one of us is. To go from Dulles to JFK to Heathrow to Glasgow. <laughs> it's slightly more circuitous than I'm used to, but okay. And then how are we getting... So let me back up a little bit. Classic. So you and I are headed off to Scotland because we need to get over to Isla because we're going to do something it's one of the things what what it is what we do that we do and we're gonna do it wow we didn't do the list jason we didn't do the list we didn't do the list we'll do the list later come on keep going okay we are doing a whiskey geek tour and following two guys as they swim around isla the first ever recorded swim around isla it is true <laughs> and uh, by all accounts, it is treacherous. Uh-huh. It is really treacherous. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm appreciating the number of, of uh, illics who are reaching out to say, this is really dangerous. <laughs> and and this, this podcast goes live on June 19. You and I leave June 20. We yep. land June 21. The, the chaps... Um, do a little ceremony at Corrie Vrecken on the 22nd. Yes, yep. And uh, and we meet up with them the night of the 22nd. After that, there's really no turning back. They are, they are going to be two human beings mm-hmm. in the water off Isla, putting themselves to this treacherous test. And it's, it's interesting because Justin, and, and we'll, we'll introduce Justin and Chad in just a second, but there's a part in the interview where Justin talks about the the early days of the swim, mm-hmm. where they're going to start at Ardbeg, and we'll we'll get to why they're starting there of all places, and they'll go to the South Shore. They'll swim Ardbeg, Lafroig, uh, Lagavulin, mm-hmm. right? They'll swim along that South Shore, <laughs> and then they get round the corner onto the West Coast. Yes. And all hell breaks loose. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so yeah. as, we t- as we tend to do, I don't want to take words out of our, our interviewees' mouths. Um, but it, it, was, it was interesting for me uh, listening to that interview and thinking, yep, there you go. Good luck to you. Yeah. you there's nothing between you and Newfoundland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck. So, so yeah. that's one of the interesting things for me coming around there uh, to, to listen for in, in today's interview. Well, I was introduced to Justin a little earlier this year uh, by a friend, Dan Ekman, and we got to talking with them. We decided we wanted to to work with them and and help them on their uh, expedition to swim around Isla. So we built this tour uh, uh, around that expedition, and I wanted to meet with, well, we've met with them a few times um, throughout the course of the planning. They've been planning for just around 18 months now, but I wanted to meet with them so they can just, well, you know, put it down on wax, as it were, and let as people, as you know, let people know what they were doing, why they were doing it, and so on. So 
first and foremost, I needed to know where did this idea come from? Uh, this is Justin talking, and right now we're at the Explorers Club headquarters in Manhattan, and this is a, a place where we like to come together when we plan these these expeditions. And uh, the idea came uh, several years ago. I had just swim the Bronx River. It was the first historic swim of the, of the length of the Bronx, utilizing the Bronx River. And uh, after the swim, I saw that um, Simon Brooking, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a very weak Twitter user. I'm a, I'm a pathetic uh, social networker, it, but I happened to be on a, a rare, a rare journey into the world of Twitterdom, and I saw that Simon Brooking of Lafroy had had put a tweet out there saying, "Where's the most interesting place you've had a dram of our whiskey?" And uh, I just finished the swim, and there there was a picture where right before we did the swim, I had a, a dram of Lafroy to kind of you know lubricate myself to to get into some of the water, and so I said, "Oh, right before swimming the Bronx River," and and he reached out, and he just seemed so amused by it. We we started having a friendly conversation. We met up for, for drinks a few times, and he said, you should do, you know, a swim from Ireland to Scotland. And I said, that sounds great. And, and I got to think about it, and I saw that quite a few people had done that, yeah. a very heroic, very big, rough swim. And I said, I'd like to do something no one has ever done before, and then just thought of circumnavigating the island. Mm. And it would be a great chance, because it would be wonderful to be able to stop at all the distilleries and, and and see the culture there and the history and, and, and do a, you know, a, a healthy amount of imbibing. And um, then I met my good friend Chad here and we talked about it and he was really intrigued by the, uh, by the idea of this expedition and, and asked if he could come in the water and, and join me on the swim. And uh, I said, that'd be great, you know, to give the, uh, the sharks, you know, he might be a bit more appetizing or <laughs> at, least, at least we want to give, give, we want to give the wildlife some yeah, options. I doubt that, but yeah, thanks. Variety is always good. Yeah. yeah. So have you guys like, have you guys figured out who may be the tastiest of the two? Well, it's obviously Justin. Sure. I mean, I pick my swim partner very carefully. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I, I eat so much, I have an addiction to spicy food and so I never get bit, I think I really feel that that keeps the mosquitoes away. Okay. So we'll see how that affects the, the wildlife <laughs> of the ocean, you know, because I just, I, I literally sweat yeah. pepper. Like if you, you could, there's a high amount of Scovilles just in my own, mm. my sweat alone. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how that, how that affects the appetites. No, but that's the beautiful thing, right? I mean, about the Explorers Club. We're here uh, sharing a glass, and um, uh, it was a lot like that. I mean, I think that's where how a lot of these expeditions come about. I mean, you, you get a couple of crazy people together, and you, um, you know, have some whiskey, and you see yeah. where the conversation takes you. And sometimes it takes you to swimming around an island. So, Jason, we were at the Explorers Club. That's where the, that's where the interview happened. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, a, a vaunted Vaunted club. Yes. Um, beautiful downtown Manhattan, and the place is gorgeous, as you might imagine. Um, the, the place is littered with a lot of game trophy, which they don't allow anymore, by the way. Mm, so, okay. you know, if there were like polar bears or norwal tusks or teeth, they don't allow that anymore. They, there's no more game hunting or collecting or anything like that but there's still a lot of that decorating the um the halls of of the explorers club so the room that we were in interestingly enough had the world's longest narwhal tooth at at 10 feet long (laughs) 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 to which mimi loved mimi is my youngest daughter and when i met with them she was she was doing a piece on narwhals Uh for school because they are the unicorns of the sea well, perfect timing. <laughs> so we're sitting in this beautiful room with all this, you know, these trophies around. 
And, you know, the Explorers Club goes back centuries. So Explorers Club members are the, are the first to go to the North Pole, yeah. right? The first to be on Studio 3B for the moon landing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's a little joke there, as I say. I know, it's not fun. <laughs> I work in space. That's I, know, no, no, I know, I know. But for all of, for all of our Flat Earth listeners, you know, uh, that, that's what they're thinking right now. But you guys are really the, you know, there's, there's a reason there's an Explorers Club to be the first in exploring, right? So, so here you guys, you're the first in swimming around Isla. You were swimming uh, the, the length of, of the Bronx River, right? Bronx River? Yep. yep. Uh, what about yourself, Chad? What, what, where does swimming come in for you on, on this? Yeah, well, this is the this is the joke. I mean, I mean, I feel like I can do this because I'm in really good shape because I mean, I live in New York and I walk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, sometimes I stretch first. So, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, um, no, it, swimming has always played a really important role in my life. Um, I've always been, I think, like a lot of humans, drawn to water. Um, I'm really at home uh, in the ocean. Um, I've done long distance swims ever since my first one was probably as a Boy Scout and I swam a mile. Um, and I've swam long distances since then. I've never done anything um, quite like this before. Um, but I've swam multiple miles um, multiple times. So, and I've swam, you know, open water swimming and things. So I, I, I don't feel like, um, I think it was really, you know, we had this, Justin had this crazy idea. Um, Seemed like a really great idea over whiskey. Then you go back home and you start thinking it through and you start planning it out, you know, and you start going through the calculations and then you start saying, okay, so how big is it? How long is it going to take? Um, what are the currents like? You know, can this really be done? And you start looking at it and you're like, okay, well, it's X amount of miles. Mm-hmm. I can swim in X amount of time, you know, Y amount of time. And, and that ends up being, you know, six hours a day. I could do yeah. six hours a day, you know, and it all starts to become very real and you start to like plan it out in your head and you're thinking, okay, well, if I swim X amount and then I, I get out of the water and I, you know, we take a break, we eat some lunch, mm-hmm. we do some, we go on some tours and we drink some whiskey and we, we check these places out and we, we see Isla and then we get back in the water again. I mean, it's very doable. So, um, yeah, so I mean, this is the first time that I'm doing something like this, mm-hmm. but um, when you put it in context, I think it's, I think it's very doable. And uh, I mean, yeah, to follow up kind of what he's saying is a lot of the stuff you see explorers do it, it'll be these long treks, you know, who's going to walk across Antarctica, who's going to be the first person to do this. And a lot of the the bigger water expeditions have been what can a human create out of their surroundings to get across a large body Mm -hmm. of water. And that's where you see things like the Kantiki Raf expedition. Could uh, primitive people have made it across this large stretch of water using a boat made from these reeds? And, And to me, swimming... It's essentially, you know, it's it's the it's the form of human walking within water. You're just using your body, mm. and that's what's always attracted me. I, I love water, and I've I've always been a swimmer. But the idea that you can get in the water and use your body to transport you from mm. point A to point B is is so attractive, and it's so beautiful, and you just get a sense of of being in water, moving through water, mm. and doing that for long, extensive distances. It's, it's, I think water is very scary to a lot of people, but once you're in it, once you're comfortable, the yeah. fact that you can start one place and finish yeah. another place is, it's a beautiful, beautiful process. You are completely immersed yeah. in that, in that, you know, solution essentially. And I think exploration has so much to do with camaraderie and friendship and, and, and 
kind of, you know, keeping a stiff upper lip. You know, there's going to be times you're going to be very tired, very cold, and it's, it's a matter of powering through that. Yeah. And we're going to have a great support flotilla of some, some great explorers and friends who are going to be in kayaks, just kind of, you know, helping us along and watching our backs. And, and the fact that at the end of the day, we're going to be stopping at my favorite distilleries in the world. I mean, it's, it's been, you know, it's a dream. You know, it, for me, it was, a, it was a long-time dream. Is a lot of these expeditions, you're you're kind of in in a harsh environment, and you know, you have your your MRE, you have your your little meals, and you're you're there to take scientific samples and and basically just survive. Yeah. So the fact that at the end of the day, we're going to get a hot meal and 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 a dram of, of essentially the finest whiskeys on the planet is, it's so exciting and it's yeah. so attractive, and I and I think that it it lends itself to just kind of a new form of kind of rugged yet uh, elegant, mm. both exploration and tourism. You know, it's kind of, you could go out and this, you know, this area of the world, it's beautiful, but it's also violent and it's big and in the water there is violent and big and you've got these big majestic rocks. But within that you have these profound flavors and this history and these textures and, you know, and, and all these wonderful things working together. You know, I think that once we do this expedition, I think a lot of people are gonna see uh, the island in a very different way yeah. and they're going to want to go there yeah. and they're going to want to taste it and they're going to want to yeah. be in that water you know so i'm excited for myself but i'm also excited to share what's there with with people who don't know about it yet that's cool so as justin's talking about some of the challenges of being in the water there chad had uh taken a trip over there mm-hmm. and and decided that being boots on the ground would be a, a very good idea, not only when it came to learning about the tides and just how dangerous those tides can be, yeah. but also speaking to the local fishermen, <laughs> people who are plying their trades there yeah. and really don't need a couple of American jamokes, you know, flapping through the water mm-hmm. uh, when they're trying to catch their livelihood. So so here's a bit about Chad uh, talking about that. And then Justin goes on to, to expand upon the point. Beautiful. The scouting trip was super important, and I'm glad that I did it because um, we talked to a local uh, uh, safari guy who takes people out in his boat, and you go and see wildlife, you know. And he's the guy who was born there and knows the place, and he'll take you down into the whirlpool, like he'll drive his boat down into it, and you know you can look up from down inside. And um, so he knows this island really well. Um, he told us some interesting things, like um, for one, uh, we were planning to hug the coast all the way around. But you can't because the way that the currents come in and they suck, uh, they, they pull you out, uh, they actually up against the northwest side, they hit up against the coast and then bounce back and swirl back on themselves. Yeah. So you could swim into that, and when you got there, it'd be like a riptide and you wouldn't be able to move. Wow. So you have to swim out to sea to get around it. Okay. Right, And this is the kind of stuff that we look at tidal maps, we look at current maps, we look at all these things, but you never would have known this until you talk to somebody who's local. But as you pointed out, probably the most important of all of these uh, bits of information were that um, there is a, a local group of fishermen, and they live and uh, die by the fish they catch on this island, and that's their life. And they fish off of the West Coast. And um, fishermen can have a good day or they can have a bad day, and it could be you know a lot of different things causing that. But if we happen to be swimming by there, and um, they have a bad day, well, they could blame us. And if they blame us, uh, we were informed that it could end not too, too well for us. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so basically this guy, he knows these guys, he scuba dives out there, he grew up with them. 
So there's like a fisherman's union and, you know, he went in front of them and he's getting a pre-approval from them that we are going to spend one day and one day only getting past them and we're not going to cause them any trouble and, and that sort of thing. So this was, um, uh, when you're doing an expedition like this, the scouting is super important. Nothing like booze on the ground, right? Yeah, exactly. And certainly I'd love to buy, you know, I, I, I would imagine we'd be buying some fish from them for our dinner when we're oh, in the area. Okay, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of it too is, you know, just got back from a, you know, 1200 mile expedition through East Africa. And it's, it's about making friends along the way and yeah. finding out what people are eating, finding what people are drinking and, and being part of that, you know, and, and, yeah. and certainly even on a, like, you know, it was a really long drive that we took, but everywhere I saw anything of interest or someone of interest, we stopped. I don't care if we're late, we're behind schedule. You have to engage. You're going to pass yeah. this way once. And, you know, if you're always looking for the McDonald's, essentially, you're not going to have that, that experience. You have to look for that. Oh, there's one woman on the shore, and she has this little table, and she's selling this, this, this small, you know, cockle or a winkle. That's a moment. That, that's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. That's part of exploration is stopping and talking to her and, and, and eating whatever she's, she has, you know, and stopping by the boat and seeing what they caught for the day and see if there's something we can't throw over the peat and cook for dinner that night. Yeah. You know, that is part of exploration is engaging your surroundings as much as possible you know, and coming home with those experiences. And it's those simple, strange human moments that in reflection are usually, it's the thing you remember. It might be something like, oh, this is so insignificant. No, we don't have time. No, we have to do this. Let's go check this out. And then 10 years later, like, there was this one moment, you know, and that's, you have to keep open to those experiences. You have to be a sponge on these, these journeys because that's why you're there. You're there to experience yeah. and engage. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, and Chad's told me so many great things about the island about the people he met and the places he already went that, you know, I'm already jealous to, to just to get there and, and meet everybody and, and, and have a great time. So in talking about the locals, one of the things that was a, a, an influence on the route here was Alfred Bernard's very famous book, uh, Exploring mm -hmm. Scotland and, and Isla and, and Ireland. And we, and we mentioned it just maybe even episode. in the last, yeah, yeah. last episode. Yep. Um, did we mention we didn't mention about these guys though we mentioned it about uh, no no we were making was, a different point it, it was a different point it was us discussing you know modern whiskey nerdism and and how i thought that that was a very modern thing forgetting about uh alfred bernard in this very famous book the whiskey distilleries of the united kingdom mm -hmm. and and just to show that Nothing has changed from episode 11 to episode 12. We still have not researched when that book actually came out. <laughs> so we are, we're sticking to our guns. Yes. Uh, we, Why muddy it up with facts? Yeah, right? you know, we're, yeah. That's how much time it takes to open a book and read a number, it, especially <laughs> when it's sitting 12 feet away from you on a shelf. Yeah, I, don't like to, I don't like to read anyway. I just like to watch videos. Maybe shoot out a tweet. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. When when Alfred Bernard gets a YouTube channel, then we'll pay attention to, <laughs> to release it. Sorry, 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 sorry. So anyway, so so Alfred Bernard, when he got to Isla, uh, started at Ardbeg, mm -hmm. and then worked his way around the island from there, and so that was hugely influential to Chad and Justin yeah, was. Yeah. as as they were getting a grounding point. Um, to to set out to swim around the island. Do you, so yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember why Alfred started there? And do, do you know that? Curious. Probably where he landed. 
that's where he landed. But then, oh, I see. So there may have been a port there at one yeah. time. Okay, okay, continue. Sorry. But but again, let's not do any research. So we've actually got answers to that question. So. <laughs> um, a common misconception is that Alfred Bernard started at the port Askeg. Um So, so I, I was just telling somebody about this yesterday, that as you look at their schedule for the week, their scheduled swims, mm-hmm. it has this beautiful wave curve to it. Yeah. As it goes with the tides, it's really fantastic to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in the, the first weekend, uh, which is the, the 22nd and 23rd of July here, uh, when they're on the South Shore, they've got, they've got kind of early afternoon, mid-afternoon swims. And then as Monday comes along, it gets a little earlier. It's about 9 a.m. <laughs> then by the time Tuesday comes yeah. along, they're in the water at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. They don't end until 7. Right? <laughs> it's um, actually on that Tuesday. Yeah, si- yeah 7 a.m. Not 7 p.m. I don't want yeah, yeah, listeners, yeah, yeah, sorry. I yeah, don't want listeners to think they're going to be, holy crap, they're in from 4 a.m. till 7 p.m. It, exactly. So it's this, it's this three-hour period, which that is the safe window in which they can swim from well at that point it's it's you know point d to point e or somewhere yeah. around there yeah, um, well, and, and at yeah. this point they're still in the southwest corner yeah. so they'll actually be starting out at port Haven. and people who have been on whiskey geek tours with us previously know um that i often refer to port Haven as the end of the world um mm-hmm. it's you know it's as much as isla is remote and as much as the roads are very quiet you spend 25 minutes driving from Brookladdy to Port Haven. Yeah. Um, and it's a single track road. Yeah. And when you get over this hill and round this corner, there's an entire fishing village just sitting there. Gorgeous. Uh, and you know, there's no co-op. There's no doctor's surgery. There's, it, it really, to me, feels like the end of the earth. Um, and so, so the fact that they'll be taking a swim out of there at four o'clock in the morning, uh, yes, they'll be getting this beautiful early light uh, as the sun's coming up over Isla, um, and they'll be swimming around that that southwest corner, and then up as far as Kilhoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's um, you know as, as they've got it here. That's nine miles, wow. uh, and and then the very next day they get back in at Kilhoman. And they go up to Nave Island. That's only another nine and a half miles with nothing between them and Newfoundland. Yeah. And that actually, that is perhaps one of the most dangerous parts of their swim. Because there's that big gap between Island and Newfoundland. And because of the, the way the tide goes, or the undercurrent, I should say. I think it's, it's the undercurrent. They actually have to swim three miles outside the island. They can't just hug the island as as they would in, in many other spots. They have to swim three miles outside of it to dodge this very nasty undercurrent. Um, it is. So, it is. And, and um, that was one of the calls that we received from, from Isla. Just, <laughs> uh, you know, just, uh, I'm an Iliach and I'm very nervous. Just want to make sure these boys know what they're doing and... When I told them, because, you know, they have that portion of it sorted out, they said, oh, good, 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 good. 
<laughs> well, that, that's part of what Justin's talking about, you know, local knowledge and working with locals. Yeah. Right. Yep. You, you want to be informed on the most dangerous parts of this. So, um, yeah. so, so, so we'll come we'll come back to Justin and Chad in, in just a second and let them kind of say a bit more about mapping exit points. And they want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the points along the way. Yeah. Yeah. But just just to close out here, uh, after they've got those two days of nine miles and nine and a half miles swims uh they're then in the northwest corner of isla mm-hmm. then they gotta go through the the you know kalila the sound of isla yeah right? Be- between the southern tip of Jura and the northern tip of of isla where the ferry goes uh, yeah. and comes into port askig um and so that takes them through kind of the, the work week there and then into the weekend it's down the east coast from mm-hmm. Bunahaven. Artala, and then Artala to Ardbeg, and then they'll have that opportunity uh, starting on a Saturday, closing on the following Sunday uh, to complete their swim around Isla. Yeah, it's, a, it's a big challenge. It's a big task. Uh, we've talked about it being treacherous, but we we firmly believe in these guys, and, and it's going to be exciting oh, to, yeah. to watch it and be a part of it. And and not only were, were we fortunate to sponsor this very expedition, uh, but before we return to Chad and Justin, uh, we have a little uh, bit of news yeah. here. It's not the news section, but... Uh, we're going to announce a new sponsor of our own. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, this may be our news of the week. You know, we had said when we started this podcast, you know, we really don't want to do the whole sponsor thing. You know, we're not sure if, um, you know, stamps.com or any of these would, you know, work with our podcast or anything. But we, we had a sponsor reach out to us and uh, we thought, oh, man, what a perfect fit. So, uh, so listen in. Hope you will uh, patronize these people, uh, but in the good way where you give them money, not in the patronizing way. And regular listeners will already uh, be very knowledgeable about the sponsor. That's a good point. Hello, everybody. This is Cecil Penfelworth with Jason Johnston Yellen's grounds crew. I happen to be the lead man in charge of his grounds crew. Anyway, Jason and Joshua thought it would be a good idea if I came on here and perhaps talked about my business and see if we can get a little more because, as of late, Jason hasn't really been paying us much. Cheap bastard. So, if you want to get your lawn trimmed, your chimney sweeped, your, uh, what else do we do? Hey, Margaret! Yeah, Jason, what you want? Margaret, what else do we do for Jason? I know all about that, but what else do we do? Oh, what else do we do? Well, in the winter times, we shovel the driveways. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. All right, so, if you want to get any of that done, you can reach me at Cecil, that's C-E-C-R-L, at onenationunderwhiskey.com. So thanks again to Cecil Penfelworth and his wife, Margaret. That's a wonderful get. That's a wonderful know, acquisition. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, a quick it, testimonial. Anybody that hires them, they're going to be as happy as I am. <laughs> you are pretty happy, too. Very happy. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that I'm not quite paying enough, but I am very mm. happy. 
You know, it's interesting. He uh, when he when he called you cheap, it sounded like he was going to get racist and call you cheap, Scott. It's but, you know, you know, it goes with the territory. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm used to it by now. <laughs> so, Jason, you and I discussed um, sort of the the swimming path in general, right? What yes, they're sir. Doing yeah, the, yeah, the, the eight days. And yeah. I, I believe that they're in the water for exactly eight days. <laughs> not, not continuous. <laughs> for exactly eight days. Using Joshua's measuring stick for what can be exact. <laughs> eight days. Exactly uh, 13 months. I actually think exactly. it's a week and it's exactly one week and one day. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I think history will prove you right, sir. <laughs> um, you know, but there's one thing hearing us talk about the route yeah. they're taking. Yeah, we're we're not dipping a toe in any water. <laughs> right, right. So I thought it would be good to hear Justin talk a little bit about some yeah. of the bits on the South Shore, some of the difficulties with the West Coast and etc. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well and then even there's a little bit where as we're going along and looking for the right places mm-hmm. for our Whiskey Geek Tour to either watch them in swimming or watch them coming out of the water. And Chad will talk a little bit about mapping some of those exit points. Oh, right. Because, they're, they're, right. you know, and he'll, he'll say what the difficulty is there. Um, and then a fun bit for me is that mm-hmm. northwest corner where we never go. We never, never, ever go. Yeah. I Nave believe Island, there right? be dragons. What the <laughs> But the, up there is Nave Island, which no buggers ever heard of. Yeah, well, right. I'm sure you've heard no. of it. Maybe some people have heard of it. Yeah, no buggers heard about it on a Whiskey Geek tour, I can tell you no, that much. No, no, they haven't. So it'll be cool hearing them talk about that a little bit. And those playing at home, if you want to uh, break out the old Google Maps or Google Earth and check out um, you know, the island and some of the places that we're talking about, please feel free to do so. Or remain as uninformed as we tend to be don't research (laughs) (laughs) it is interesting that we're on a podcast right now with two chaps who have been doing due diligence for 18 months and you and i are eschewing the value of research (laughs) if they don't research the tides they die if we don't research when Alfred Barnard was exactly yeah. at Ardbeg, yeah. the world just continues yeah. to turn. So for for all the people who sort of looked on as we created our company, doing our 18 months to two years of due diligence before <laughs> launching, you know, ah, it's easy. You just start a company and you just do things. Ah, it's easy. You just jump in the water and swim. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been some of the calls that we've been getting this week about the swim. Like, they've, uh, they've looked at a map, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're in the explorers club for god's sake <laughs> they know it can be dangerous yeah, i think they do to be honest with you i think they do but i really appreciate people's concern it's yeah, really no, no. i think it speaks to the kindness and generosity of the illichs um but anyway well, anyway this this is a this is the longest introduction ever let's hear from justin and chad who are waiting patiently to tell us things it's so funny because you see the first day, and I know that you, you're going to have some friends join us. It's like you start at Ardbeg, then when you start like an hour, you know, if you're yeah. an hour later, you stop at Lafroig, then you stop at Lagavulin. So it's just this like yeah. glorious day of drinking and swimming and fun, and then you get around that corner. It's like <laughs> party's yeah. over. Oh, everybody else, yeah, everybody else, we'll, we'll see in a few days. We'll just be out in the North Atlantic. Yeah. 
the West Coast getting, you know, attacked by jellyfish and slammed against rocky outcrops until we eventually come up for air when we kind of get to the north there. The West Coast is pretty treacherous, actually. So um, this is where, you know, um, we got to be strong and we've got to be focused. So we swim out into the ocean again. We got to dodge fishermen. There's also no real way, like get out points. So you have to map the get out points because it's all sheer rock faces. Oh. So there's actually a couple of get out points um, that we've mapped um, where there's like little breaks in the, in the rock wall with some sandy, like little inlet beach that we can get out. Um, so super strong currents that want to rip you out to sea. Uh, fishermen that um, maybe, depending on how the fishing's going, are friendly or not. Um, and uh, yeah, and then so sheer rock faces. Yeah, so then we are in like no man's land. Up in the north, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, so we swim out. Uh, there's not even a place to stay if we wanted to. Um, we could go inland and there's a farm there that, you know, but uh, it's a little bit too far. So we're going to stay on an island. There's this old island called Nave Island. It's up on the top. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there except some ruins of an old church. And we're going to pitch a tent and camp there. Um, and then wake up the next day and swim around the northeastern point over uh, to uh, Boonhaven. So Jason, now that I've finished my little wee dram of acorns... No, 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 no. We don't say little and wee together. That's an Americanism. You're better than that. You're better than that. You're so much better than that. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's, it's serious business, Joshua. It, 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 apparently so. Your wife is going to call you Scottish when a whole bunch of suki words fall out your mouth. <laughs> You're not going to get away with little we. <laughs> so now that I've finished my hui, oh man, I almost did it again. I almost said hui little. Hui little. Oh, you crazy bastard. How much whiskey do you have in your glass? A hui pity. A hui pity. <laughs> I couldn't get my B right. <laughs> a wee bitty. A wee bitty. That sounds and that a, sounds better. I will say though, it is a wee pity that I only have a wee a bitty. <laughs> I think we should just cut the podcast there. That's it. <laughs> so I I finished my Lafroig. I thank you for sharing it. It I'm was, sorry that it's not something you would have bottled. Well, I, I like the I like the burnt sticks to the back of the palate. <clears throat> That's what she said. No, I, I I liked it. I liked it. It just you know isn't something that I want to bottle. But <laughs> I liked it. I just don't think it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> but I poured a little something while we were um, sitting around listening to Justin and Chad. You awesome. I poured. Perhaps the most Isla whiskey to come out of Isla in 124 years. What do you think it is? Isla whiskey to come out of Isla in 124 years. Goodness gracious. I have no idea. This could be... Really? Anything. I'm trying to think what your metric is for making it the most Isla. Is it extremely peated no no okay is it extremely fruity there is some fruit there no doubt about it 
it's fruity. It's uh, I mean, there's peat for sure. It has to be bourbon maturation if if you're holding it in high esteem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bourbon maturation, which is my preferred maturation for Isla whiskeys. I, 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 these are things I know. Yes. Okay. The most Isla whiskey to ever come out of Isla. And it's fruity and bourbon maturation. And it's from... Wow. I don't know what part of that I should cut out. Maybe <laughs> all of it, Jason. Okay, I give in. Tell me what you're drinking. I am drinking the inaugural 100% Isla. Because it doesn't get any more Isla than 100%. I know there are other distilleries that would like to do 110%, but you can't do 110%, Jason. Which release? It's the inaugural. Oh, did you already say that? I did. I was still thinking about the answer. I do apologize. (laughs) 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 Wow. I tell you, that's uh, strike one, maybe strike two there. I don't know. (laughs) I'm currently out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After Bail Mahid. What other parts of my conversation with the with the swimmers do you think I, listeners would want to hear? You did something interesting. Oh, oh, look at that! I haven't done something interesting <laughs> in it, uh, probably five episodes. When two chaps two are flying to Isla, Isla, under our sponsorship, our sponsorship, to do something that has never been done before, never ever. And it's highly treacherous. Very treacherous. Joshua Hatton. Yeah, that's me. In the face of their unbounding enthusiasm and optimism. Of the Guilford Hattons, yeah. Is not afraid to ask them what they're most concerned about (laughs) going into this expedition. (laughs) So, says Joshua Hatton of the Guilford Hattons, what are you worried about? (laughs) What gives you pause for concern? (laughs) Here's what the chaps had to say. I think we both have different concerns, but I'll I'll let Chad address his first. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, humans are unpredictable, so the fishermen are going to be, that's a key one to sort of get locked down ahead of time. But um, no, I mean, it's just um, when I was there on the scouting trip and I was sitting at, um, at uh, both of these distilleries, Kalila and uh, Bunab, and I was, I was having a whiskey and I was looking out and you see that water pulling through. Yeah. Um, those are serious currents. So, you know, um, it's got there's a lot of respect in, <laughs> involved in this for for nature and for local customs uh, but this one i think is probably the one that 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 i think about the most and the thing is in the end of the day um it could be just the most fun and you know it probably is going to end up being that way because you know uh we're preparing ourselves for it and we know what to expect and you know we've studied it and whatever but um it's pretty wicked yeah but you're you're also dodging the ferries coming in, right? Yeah. Ferries coming in, the ferries kind of leaving. Deal, so we're they die, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my this is Justin. Uh, my only concerns are just 
things like weather, just very unpredictable things. I mean, I've, in terms of dealing with the fishermen, you know, I've been in a lot of you know, very dangerous countries where no one speaks English and had a lot of guns pointed in my face. And I'm very good dealing with people, very comfortable dealing with people. And the fact that the fishermen can speak any form of English makes me not at all concerned about that situation. He hasn't spoken to the fishermen yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean, but those, those are, I, I'm very comfortable in those situations with angry people who want to hurt me. I'm very good in those situations. Um, it's more, yeah, it's more like big rainstorms. It's more, because yeah. I'm going to, we're going to swim no matter what. Oh, that's such a good You know, point. but it's just, those are the real things that I think about when I consider yeah. these. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's something going on where planes aren't flying or the yeah. boats aren't getting out. That's my only concern. And, yeah. and certainly just in terms of our own bodies and our own abilities, just that everyone is, is healthy at that time, that no one has yeah. a cold, yeah. that no one is sick. I mean, you know, with these swims, it's, it's the lead up of like, you're just doing nothing but taking vitamin C and all these vitamins leading up and yeah. sleeping a lot. And you have to really, because you might feel great those first few days, but you can't get overconfident mm. and drink mm. a lot. And you can't mm. be sleeping out and being cold every night mm. because all of a sudden, that's when your immune system goes down and that's when you get your ass kicked. You get, that's when you get your ass handed to you and you're like, yeah. shit, I really should have been more cautious. So that's, those are the things that I've, I've just learned from in the past. Yeah. Um, and just in terms of our training, it's just making sure that you're doing overall training, especially for your legs. On my first, you know, I've done a lot of these long swims, and on the first swim I learned, I didn't do enough legs. Yeah. I did the swim successfully, and the next day I couldn't walk. Yeah. You know, and that was, uh, so it's just those things that you learn from the past and, and just making sure you're, you're very strong, not only those, those big muscles, but those little muscles, those, that connective yeah. tissue, yeah. and making sure that we really know what we're eating every night, because your body is, is it, we're gonna be machines, and you have to be, you have to be able to have a certain amount of selfishness when you are the swimmer. You know, you can't carry your friend's kayak up the hill. Mm. You know, you can't carry the cooler, you can't, yeah, you have to, you, have to you. you really do. Yeah. And it's like, as, as gentlemen and as teammates, you wanna be like, oh no, let me carry that, let me do that, you can't. You really can't. You have to go and you have to lie down. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's just that's reality. Yeah. You know, and you can't be like, oh, we're gonna, oh, we're the ambassadors here. We're gonna have another bottle with them. You can't. You have to lie down. <laughs> you have to rest. Yeah. So you can finish this, and then that last yeah. day, you can be a complete animal once you land. So Josh, yes. as these guys are swimming around the island, mm -hmm. they've got a quarter cask that they're going to be getting filled mm -hmm. from distillers along the way yeah very cool. and and one of the things uh that we discussed with them and that they were really most excited about partly that's one of the drams that they want to celebrate with yeah yeah at the end of this exactly eight day swim around the island mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but it's also something uh, that we are going to be bottling Yes, uh, and I know that you've been working on on bottle design and label design, um, correct? And and as the chaps we'll talk about in just a moment, the excellent story that they will have for the rest of their days <laughs> to go along with the bottle that they have in their yeah. possession. Yeah. And so 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 where are we at? How are things looking? Well, so first off, with a quarter cask. And actually, this quarter cask is, is slightly smaller than most quarter casks. Uh, you know, quarter cask should get you somewhere around 140 to 150 bottles, some, somewhere around there. This one, uh, its maximum fill level would get us 128 bottles, right? 
So it's a very small output. It is very small. And we wanted to do something very, very special with this. So you've got whiskey from the Isla distilleries. They're collecting as they go around. And we're going to marry that whiskey in cask for up to three months. We'll see. We'll be testing it along the way. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, obviously whiskey is meant for drinking, but this will also be a collectible one. So we're looking right now at uh, actually instead of glass bottles, stoneware bottles. Um, Yeah. So to to go in again with that Alfred Barnard influence. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, And we've been looking at some actually oak cases for it to sit in very nicely. Uh, we want to include, and this is sort of a not, this was Justin's idea, actually. When they're at Corvrecken, Justin is actually taking some some bottles, and he will be taking water from the Corvrecken water pool, or whirlpool. That's good I'm fun. Sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good yeah. fun. So uh, a little 50 ml bottle will be included with that. Nice. Um, <laughs> of Corvrecken water. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, I, I think that'll be kind of fun. Of course, a nice booklet to go along with it, so on and so forth. We're we're still working on artwork and what we're going to call it. But what I really want to mention here is the fact that this is a charitable bottling. 100% of the profits are going to go to RNLI Lifeboats, which is uh, an organization that actually helps people at sea. Uh, so if, if, if a boat goes down or God forbid, if something happens to these swimmers, it will be the RNLI folks that will, that will help us. So all of the profits from this bottling, uh, will go to that charity. So we're, we're really excited to, to partner with them. And it's a charity that, that actually the swimmers have selected and have been working with. We are bringing around a, essentially a quarter barrel. 30 gallons, and we are doing what is called a pillage cask. And uh, yeah, to kind of lead into that, that's what what this exhibition is really about, is everywhere we're stopping, we will incrementally fill up this barrel with whiskey from all the great distilleries of Isla. And then at the end, since we have shown such great restraint, Chad and I will pour ourselves many, 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 many a dram of this this nectar of the Selkie, essentially. Exactly. This barrel is part of the expedition. It's part of our team. It's, it's part of who we are. And it'll be dragged yeah. through that salty, rough North Atlantic water. And it'll be filled with all these nectars, these nectars of the gods from all these great houses. Yeah. And then at the end, to, to be able to sit on that shore with, with mates, old mates, new mates, and be able to drink that, to imbibe that history, that legacy, is to me will be one of the greatest, certainly greatest moments of of my life. So Jason, given that you and I are going to be hopping a plane a week from now, and we'll be in Scotland in exactly one week and one day from now. Exactly. um, You know, I figured let's try to keep this episode a little shorter than the others. I think the last one was close to an hour and a half long. <laughs> we, we yes, there were. We enjoyed ourselves. That's all you okay. can ever take away from our podcast. We enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> but you Hopefully know, what? the it, listeners enjoyed themselves too. It helped that uh, that James Wills was such an interesting interview. It was. It was a good one. Really enjoyed the the conversation with him. I hope listeners hung around until the very very end of that podcast for a little 
a little brief bonus footage in that one. I'm not going to say any more. I'm going to leave it at that. But okay. I, I hope people waited around till the very last yeah. second. Yeah. Little Jewish Easter egg at the end. <laughs> Is that the bit we cut off? <laughs> Says the man with a foreskin. Oh, uh, oh. always the penis with you. <laughs> always the penis. <laughs> he, by the way, people, he tells me he has a foreskin. I haven't actually seen it in person. That's not true. Actually, that's you not have, true. You have seen it. <laughs> Uh, we jest, or do we? Um, <laughs> so seeing as we wanted to keep this one a little short, obviously our news was that we had a new sponsor. So Big news. Yeah, big very news. That big really, news. there's no other news this week that's going to top that. No, that's, nothing. That's as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, it warms my heart, Jason. <laughs> Johnson Yellen. Warms my heart. Uh, going to have to dock that man his pay. <laughs> So we're we're uh, so that was our news. Let's pass on misconception. It's easy to take one episode off, isn't it? It is easy. It is easy. Though I've collected a new one that I'm excited to talk about in the next episode. Episode 13, 13. maybe 14. 13. Oh, 13 maybe 14. Yeah, let's see. We'll be interviewing a lot of people on Isla. So we'll have some good good stuff to bring to everybody. I'm really Indeed. excited about that. Yeah, a lot lot of interview activity on yeah. the island. Yeah. Awesome. And we received a couple more emails. Natalie got back to us. Natalie reached she did. out. Yep. She did, she did. But uh, she's going to have to wait. James Foster reached out well, to James us. James Foster reached out again. They're again all going to have to wait. Young Jim reached out again. Did he? Oh, he did, didn't he? He did. So, right. Yeah, he picked up our retail Glen Talkers in, uh, in California. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. We will be seeing our good friends Jess and Sweet Scott uh, shortly after we land in Scotland. We will do. They'll uh, they'll actually join us on the ferry to Isla. Yep, and we have them doing us a Scotch whiskey auctions tasting for yes. us. Yes, yeah, nice private uh, tasting. Uh, yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, just great to see them, but also great to have them pouring stuff. Of course. Those of you that want to reach out to us, and I do urge people who haven't reached out to us before to reach out to us. Uh, and you can do so by emailing us at questions under one nation under whiskey.com. You could tweet at us at, at one nation whiskey. You can Instagram us at, at one nation under whiskey. And Facebook is always available to you. Facebook.com slash one nation under whiskey. Yeah, please open it up. Long-time listener, first-time contactor. That's mm. always fantastic. Oh, that's nice. Uh, or in the style of, of our very good friend Aaron, you can send in your email and then offer to take the answer off air. <laughs> oh, you know what? I wanted to mention, we've been receiving more five-star reviews. Oh, awesome. Right? Awesome, so, awesome. Uh, so please, we urge people to continue doing that. I think the more you do it, the more people are finding out. And obviously, we have... We got uh, twenty, I think, maybe a little over twenty, somewhere around there. Um, all five stars, all very awesome. kind words. Uh, it's beautiful. Makes my heart sing. So you go to iTunes to do that. Awesome. And the yeah. the next episode we present yeah. will be after, after the conclusion of the expedition. Expedition. And I love highly treacherous expedition <laughs> crossing fingers please raise your glasses and uh, send the very best whiskey thoughts you can to our swimmers to get them safely round the island 
Yeah. You know, before we leave our audience, you know, you and I have mentioned this before. We really enjoy it when people say nice things about us. Yes, sir. And our swimmer friends, Chad and Justin, had very complimentary things to say about us to me. And so on that, I want to say cheers to our swimmers. Cheers. Cheers to our listeners. Cheers. Cheers to you, Joshua. You too. <laughs> this is you and me cheersing. That's not you and me cheersing. Turn it off. <laughs> Go to bed. There's no better person or company or outfit that we could be working with, to be honest. I mean, this is absolutely this. We're really excited to be working with you guys because um, you guys get it. You know, the people, you know, the island, you know, what we're trying to do, you, you know, um, the whole spirit of the swim in terms of bringing all of Isla into it and the celebration of the island mm -hmm. um, in theory sounds great. Um, with island mentality is a little bit more difficult to pull off. Mm. Um, so working with you guys on this who get it, um, who understand it, who know it, who live and breathe it, you know, it's your business, it's your life, you know, it's, it, um, there's no better person to be working with. And also, you know, when we, when we land and um, we were drinking this, I mean, the bottle <laughs> designs and things and the, the, uh, the ingenuity and the, the thinking behind uh, how do we best uh, uh, present this this blend of whiskey that we've got at the end of all this is um is what i'm really excited to see this end product that we come up with mm -hmm. and it's super exciting i can't wait to have a bottle of this and like my own home yeah. and like have this crazy story to when you sit down with some friends you know some good friends and you 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 know you pull something out and you uh you pour a couple of drams you know and you sit down and you talk and you talk about what happened and what you did and what you're involved with i mean that's going to be the legacy and like that's the whole point of all this is the story that we come out with. And now we've got, you know, utensils to, to keep that conversation going. Mm -hmm.